Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Flyover Labs. Today we are lucky enough to have Joel Fields with us. And Joel is the CFO at WTS Paradigm. And today we're going to talk, I invited Joel because I wanted to talk more about uh, the CFO role at tech companies and how that's changing. You know, it's not, it used to be all about um, the financials and, you know, looking over the budgets, and, but that's changing. And so I invited Joel on the show on the show to see how that is exactly changing. And uh, Joel's kind of an expert, so I expect pretty big things. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So Joel, thanks for uh, joining us. Happy to be here. Uh, so let's uh, jump right in. Uh, can you just give a little bit of a background on yourself and on WTS? Like, what is WTS paradigm? Yeah, and you set the bar pretty high there, so I'm definitely going <laughs> to screw this up Super now. high, super high. Um, background on me, I, I um, actually went to school for computer science, um, graduated with a degree in computer science, uh, worked as a programmer in healthcare software for a couple of years, uh, moved into management pretty quickly. I realized that I really enjoyed the business side more, and I think it, it fit my strengths a little bit better. Uh, having that programming background really helped me relate, though, to the programmers and what we were doing as a business. But um, like I said, I kind of migrated more to the management side. Um, I came to WTS Paradigm about 10 years ago. Um, started off here in, in development and product management, so managing a product line of ours. Um, I, over the years, though, I've just kind of bounced around to different roles in our company. We're a mid-sized company, agile, really dynamic company. And so... Um, I like new things, I like change, I like new challenges, and the company, obviously in a growing company, has different needs over time. And so I've uh, played a number of different roles uh, in this company through um, our software groups, as I mentioned, but also in operations, uh, finance, uh, even helping in sales and marketing over time. Um, and ultimately, as you mentioned, I'm uh, currently filling the CFO role. And, and what do you guys do here? So WTS Paradigm is a software and professional services company. Uh, we focus on the building products industry. Um, so essentially we build software for manufacturers and resellers of uh, building products. Um, so the actual companies that make the products and so we have uh, software for the back-end uh, manufacturing facility, uh, but also the, the companies that resell to those products to either to the consumer or to the contractor in our industry. And so we have sales uh, solutions uh, for those. And then the professional services side of it is supportive of that. So we help our customers know best practices of the industry, workflow management, training, et cetera. So I, I'm curious. So you started out you know, more as the technical developer role. So how did you, if, somebody, if there's a developer listening who wanted to make the switch to more of the kind of business side of things, how did you make that switch? You, how, how did you learn? Did you just kind of jump in or what was yeah, you've got to be, as with any change in life, you've got to be open to it. You've got to be open to the challenge. You've got to be open to learning. You've got to be open to um, really changing the way you think. And, and it's, it's not easy, as with many things in life or anything like that. But it's, um, the, the advice I would give is be open to it. Seek help. <laughs> um, I've used a lot of advisors over the years, uh, both formal and informal, and that is incredibly helpful, kind of people that have been there, done that. Um, so whether it's a role shift like I've been through or any other role shift, I think really uh, don't underestimate the power of asking for help. Hmm. That makes sense. So as CFO, what can you describe kind of your main priorities or focuses and then how has that changed since you took over at WTS? Sure. 
Um, when, I, when I took the role over, uh, it really initially was focused on um, kind of getting our financial house in order. And, and we had good basic financials prior to that, but it really was tweaking our financial system and methodologies and budgeting and all that good stuff that come with it to really help it resonate more mm -hmm. with both our business and our shareholders. Um, can, so, can you give an example? Yeah, so um, structuring our financials so our different operating units, meaning our departments in the company, had the information they needed in order to continually um, advance their group. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so that can mean a number of different things, but we really did a lot of focus around segmenting our financials, having it roll up pro appropriately, and really giving our leaders throughout the company the information they need to make the right decisions. And that was most of the groundwork when I was getting into the role. Mm. Um, since then, we now have a really solid foundation and have for a while. Um, and so the role has evolved, as you kind of alluded to. Um, now, it's, it's really a lot of it is focused. Of course, there's the financial side and working with the banks and all that good side that you yeah. think of uh, when the traditional role and budgeting and all that fun stuff. We're really is very engaged with all of our operational teams uh, in helping them with their strategies um, and build those strategies, develop them and challenge them, uh, but really being very engaged with, with our company. That includes, you know, how do we provide better customer service, which you wouldn't traditionally think of mm. in a CFO role. But that really, if you step out of the details and think about it, has a direct impact on our bottom line. If we're providing good service, showing more value uh, to the customers, it's, it is going to help shareholder value so, as well. So how do you help the... Do you have an example of how you could help the customer service? Or Yeah, um, I think often, um, at least in my experience, I've seen, and, and I was guilty of this in the past at times, but um, finance could be seen as a barrier. You know, you have to hit this number. You've mm -hmm. got to hit this metric. You've got to do this thing. So um, I find myself often now helping people see that there are other options, and especially being in a um, mid-sized, dynamic, agile company, we can kind of make our own decisions. And so helping people understand that maybe that metric isn't the most important thing right now, and maybe hmm. just knocking the ball out of the park for the customer right now is the most important thing. Um, that, that would be one example. Well, that makes sense. You're kind of giving them a balance between the metrics and, yeah, more of kind of the soft side almost, which is what you wouldn't typically think of a CFO, but that makes sense. You're, well, it's, it's yeah. really just helping walk that line, and there's no perfect formula, so you find yourself balancing it, or at least I find myself balancing it every day. We do have to watch the financials. We do have to watch the bottom line. <laughs> yes. We're a business. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, coaching and um, challenging myself and others to really make sure we've got the right balance throughout the organization. That's where a lot of my time goes. So and are you part of the conversation with most divisions, whether it's customer service, sales, development, all kind of a, around the same idea of walking that fine line? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say, I mean, of course, I'm not in every discussion or anything like <laughs> no. that, but yeah, we, we try to integrate our leadership team throughout the whole company so it's not siloed, um, and that's absolutely true for myself. Um, so some groups more so than others, but definitely involved with, with all okay. different aspects of the business. How do other divisions know when to pull you, Joel, into a conversation? Or is that more, is, yeah, how, yeah, at what point does it make sense? I think it varies. It's situation dependent. Um, sometimes I pull myself into those okay, conversations. Well, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> um, so sometimes I, I do that, um, but you know I don't think there's a, a really clear answer for that. I think it's situation dependent. Of you know if if there's something that someone thinks I can add value to in the conversation, or 
you know, a big decision in the company. Right, so again, you know, we're not a 10,000 person company. Yeah. We, we um, are small, agile. We like to communicate and have yeah. a lot of people involved in, in big decisions. And so it just kind of naturally happens. Gotcha. Okay. And, and I know you talked to other uh, people at similar roles. Do, do you see this change kind of happening at other companies as well, even outside of tech companies or, or are you mainly familiar with other tech, tech companies? Um, I, I, well, so I'm mainly inter, in interfacing with other, other tech companies, yeah, yeah. but I do think what I've seen, in, it's not necessarily limited to tech or not, but in some companies, finance is kind of this department sitting in the corner that, you know, tells you the metrics that you need to hit and tells you when you're doing good or bad, and that's about as integrated as they are. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think that's very healthy for an organization, and I think the, the finance role really could play a bigger part in the organization. Um, so I see it in, in both ways. I see it where it is more integrated, such as the things I was describing. Um, but I also do know of examples where finance is an isolated role. That's kind of the, the people that tell you what you can't do. Hmm. Interesting. I gotcha. And who, who's, a, who's a part of your team right now? Like, is the kind of this in the finance so the cliche answer would be the whole company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're all in it together. But uh, really, the, the teams that um, report up through me right now are uh, what we call, it's two different divisions of our company. One of them we call internal operations. Uh, and that group is uh, finance, accounting, HR, administration, legal is a big part of that, IT. Um, huh. the, they all live in what we call internal operations. So they're okay. all of what I refer to as the supporting roles of the company. Okay. Um, and uh, the other group, the other division that ports, reports to me right now is our professional services group. Um, and so that's the group that provides those services I was referring to earlier of project management and business analysis and uh, even some custom programming. And do you see other organizations having IT as part of the, kind of under the CFO? It seems like some companies have the IT aspect under CFO and some, some don't. Yeah, I see it both ways. Okay. I, I really just think it depends on the makeup of the organization okay. and what works, but I, I definitely see it both ways. Okay. And what the, so kind of what this transition, and uh, I don't know if you have an answer for this or not, but what, you know, what, what would you have done differently? Did you like sometimes overstep what you're supposed to do or did, should you have done more or is there any uh, mistakes that you made? Any no, lessons? I never make mistakes. No, never. So that, we'll, we'll <laughs> move on. So that's perfect. No, there's a lot of mistakes. Yeah. We could talk for days. Yeah. I don't think we have days on this thing. Um, I wish, I wish. I, I would say, you know, just reflecting about, you know, my progression through these roles and, and looking back and um, one that I would think of absolutely is, um, as I, I referenced earlier, as I was getting into this role, a lot of the focus was around tightening up our financials, uh, really organizing it in a way that resonated well with both our business and our shareholders. Um, but really, like I said, kind of tightening it up because it was ran pretty loosely, okay. um, as you would imagine from more of an earlier yeah, startup-y yeah. type of company. Um, and so with that... It, and, and what do you mean tighter? Like, um, so that's probably the mistake. So what we did is we really <laughs> put a lot of controls around spending, okay. um, which again, on, on first glance is a good thing, but I think yeah. we took it a little too far. Hmm. Um, kind of tightened it up too much where people didn't feel empowered in yeah. certain areas of the company. Um, so looking back, if, you, if your, your question is, you know, what, what mistakes, what would you do different? That's probably one. I think we went a little too far with hmm. that. Um, when we realized that, we kind of quickly unwound it um, in certain areas where it made sense, you know, so that people did feel like they had the right amount of control, the right amount of responsibility, the right amount of empowerment. Um, 
But I think early on, as we were getting it kind of under control, we took it yeah. a little too far. And by tightening, did you just miss out on potential opportunities? Or what's the, what's the problem with tightening? You know, I'm, I'm sure we did. Um, I, I think the, the problem with the level of tightening we did was more so people feeling like they weren't trusted or empowered with huh. running their area. And so I, I do assume <laughs> some side effects where that has missed out on some opportunities. Um, I, I, but I, I think that was the biggest thing, and that was the, the point of feedback. And again, we quickly unwound that and kind of recalibrated it when we started to get that feedback, but we, we did take it too far. And so we kind of talked about who's part of your team. Do you see hiring new skill sets in the future? You know, uh, and then, yeah, I guess I'll leave it there. I won't go and <laughs> give you examples, but do you see hiring yeah, new, new skill sets in the future? Yeah, so we, um, being a software company, um, constantly looking for great, smart yeah, developers yeah. and programmers, uh, technical folks. Uh, we're getting more into data analytics, and so looking at those types of roles, um, absolutely. Um, we're always looking um, at, at people in our professional services side as well, project managers, business analysts, et cetera. Um, and, and with those things, um, a lot of my team specifically, that internal operations group, I mean, that kind of has to scale with the rest of yeah. the company with these supporting roles. Um, so we do see as technology changes, we're hiring different skill sets, different pointed skills over time, um, and we're constantly hiring. And how do, you, how do you spend your time throughout the day or, or week? Like, how, how do you know how much time to spend on, you know, with the sales team versus going over the budget and... Yeah, how do you allocate it? Um, it's the mixture. I would say some of it is very structured. So in our company, we do a quarterly budget, for example. Actually, we're doing it right now. Ooh, um, exciting. So <laughs> in those periods, there's a lot of scheduled sessions around that. And so there will be days, you know, morning to night of, of budgeting sessions mm -hmm. around that. Um, so there are those scheduled times or monthly financial close or those sorts of things that are very scheduled and, and um, have a lot of time components to them. And there's also a lot of ensuring that I'm available to be dynamic and reactive in the company. So when I was talking about a lot of the role being relating to the different operating units and working with them on their goals and strategies, I mean, that's not things that you can go schedule out and deal with. Um, so I find that my role is, on one hand, very structured and scheduled, and you got to do these things at this time or help this group get through something at a certain time. On the other side, though, whether it's working with customers or our internal folks here, there really is a big component of it being available yeah. and being dynamics. And has that, your time allocation, has that changed, um, you know, as this transition has happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. After we got a good foundation, I would say, in the financials and sort of that realm, then that's become more operational, uh, it's just as far as operating the financial side of the company. Um, and more time is being opened up for those more dynamic and strategic things throughout the organization. And how can a uh, CFO help a company innovate more? You, I mean, you definitely talked about how you, know, you can um, help a division kind of walk the fine line between whether they should you know, hit a certain metric or take more responsibility for taking care of a customer. But, yeah, how, how else could you help? I, I think, first of all, Finance can't get in the way of innovation. Um, and I, I do see that happen at times in organizations. You know, 
we can't spend that money, blah, 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 those sorts of things, uh, kind of being the naysayers of the organization. They, it can't, that solely can't be the role. Um, rather, I, I think the financial team, when fully integrated into the company, can be an asset to help the business decide what initiatives make sense, what don't make sense, what have kind of run their course and we should kill the initiative. Yeah, um, you know, what we should double down on. I think it could be an asset to the organization um, rather than, like I said, in some organization, I think finance are the, 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 the no people. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, right. How could, how could you help? Uh, how could you uh, help a, a division decide whether or not to pursue a certain project? Well, I, looking I think, at the ROI and yeah, I think looking at the ROI, I think someone with a financial background or someone with that perspective brings a different element to the table in those discussions. Um, so there might be some really cool technical project that we're working on that's really sexy and fun um, that that team is fired up about, and, and maybe you know the finance team would bring an element of you know what really is the market for this product, and let's make sure we're analyzing it and positioning it the right way, not just pursuing some fun technology, yeah, yeah. how are we developing it into something that will um, provide customer and shareholder value? No, that makes sense. And so, and I think we're, well, we have a little time left. That's good. So if you, um, if, a tech, if a tech company wanted to hire a CFO, and right now they're more the traditional, how, what would you look for in a CFO? I think, first of all, um, I, 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 would, I would look for, if I was looking for one, I'd look for someone that's dynamic. And you've probably heard me say that word 10 times in this discussion. <laughs> um, but what I mean by that is someone that really can sort of flex and bend and relate to other areas of the business. Um, exposure uh, to technology in this person's background, and whether that's you know, directly or indirectly. But um, as with any industry, the software or really technology industry in general is unique, and there are unique financial aspects to it. Um, but there's unique people involved yeah, in that, yeah. unique products. And so I think that is a huge plus of having that sort of background in a technology company. Um, the other thing I would say is um, I think someone in a leadership position, really any, any leadership position, but finance as well, their ability to take what are very complex topics and break them down and relate them to people that don't think about those every day is an absolute key attribute of success in this role, I think. Um, again, you know, whether it's a financial topic that's really complex, like hmm. revenue recognition or something like that um, in software, which does get very complex, being able to present that or talk to that topic in a way that resonates with others that really don't think about that every day, I think is a, a key characteristic of success. So would this person be necessarily a controller at a tech company, or could they come from another division and be suited for the CFO role? It's got to be a loaded question yeah. because I came from another division. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I, we're, you see how well that's working out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really think it could be either. I think it's. But you um, took time. You, you didn't jump from a developer to CFO. No, no, right? no. There are yeah, a few roles in there. Yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, I guess you kind of talked a little bit, but what was your transition from developer to CFO? You, you talked a little bit. We talked a little yeah, bit about yeah, it, but yeah. really it was, um, you know, again, being in a, a small, mid-sized company, I like change, I like being challenged, so I kind of jumped into the areas where the company needed, yeah. and so I kind of forced myself into those areas. Um, but really, the, the, to get to your question, on the financial side specifically, 
I had a lot, and still do, a lot of advisors, mentors, yeah, yeah. Um, created a really nice group of people that I came to rely on heavily for uh, advice, for education, for those sorts of things, which really helped me kind of take a crash course um, in, in parts of it kind of come naturally, but there are a lot of nuances yeah. as there are to any job, and that was just completely invaluable for me getting up to speed. So I think it'd be tough these days to find a CFO also with te a good tech experience. I mean, when you say tech experience or exposure, um, obviously you could be a developer, you could also be you know, like a product manager. Um, what's the, what did you have in mind? Well, whether, whether it's a different role like that, yeah. or really all I was referring to is having experience within a technology company. It could okay. be a finance yeah. person within a technology company. Um, but I think if they've been successful in technology companies, it shows that they're able to relate to this type of business. And whether it's on financial topics relative to a technology company like revenue recognition or something like that, or relating to the employees or the customer base or how to show value, those sorts of things are unique to this industry as within any, any industry. Interesting. All right. Well, I think we're about out of time, unfortunately. Um, but definitely appreciate it, Joel. This has been uh, awesome. And... Uh, a nice uh, tutorial on the changing role of CFOs. And uh, I mean, for me, I didn't know that CFOs were getting involved in so many different areas. I mean, I knew, you know, of course they get involved in lots of different areas, but I still didn't know they're, I, I still picture them a little bit more of the financial role. So this has been interesting and I appreciate your time. Yeah, no problem. Happy to do it. All right, thanks, Joel. Thank you.